Hey folks, what's up? This is Glenn Mann, and you are listening to an all-new episode of the Man from New York podcast. It's been quite a while since I've done an episode, so I know you were worried. You were wondering, where is he? I can know. I know that by all the messages and emails I got. Now I didn't get any messages or emails, but I'm sure you were worried about me. You know, I, things have been... I'm not say busy. I haven't been too busy to podcast. It just seems like it's been inconvenient. There's also I've had issues as far as like I guess you could say technical difficulties trying to record and just along with timing and just coming up with content. So I haven't had a really you know the chance to really do a proper podcast in a while. But it's officially summer. Last week the summer solstice here in New York. The kids just got out of school. The pools are open. Uh, so the summer is here, so hey, it's time to start a new season, I guess, of this podcast. Now, here in New York, what are people talking about? Uh, well, right now, people are kind of talking about, uh, the mayor of New York, because last night, Mayor Bill de Blasio was in the Democratic debate, part one of a two-night debate, because there are like 85 different candidates in this race. Uh, he mostly stood out for interrupting other candidates, which is... You know, if you're representing New York, I guess that's something that you kind of have to do. That's what people expect. Even though the reputation of the rude New Yorker, I think most people say it's sort of a little too much. I think most people, if they visit New York, either they're on vacation or they're, you know, hanging out with friends or family, will probably say most New Yorkers are actually pretty polite and really helpful uh, when you're in need. Now, of course, they're, uh, let's be honest, there's a lot of crazy people in the city. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even talking about people who have been officially diagnosed. I mean, this is a lot of people who uh, could use maybe a little Prozac sprinkled on their bagels in the morning. Because this, you know, there's a lot of uh, people that make you, make you kind of wince. Like, oh man, like, please don't come over here next to me. You, you look like you just escaped from some asylum somewhere. Now, there's also big political news here in New York. Uh, the Queens District Attorney race which received huge national attention because a couple of presidential candidates weighed in. Uh, Tiffany Caban, who's 31 years old, queer Latina, was elected uh, in the Democratic primary. So likely she will be the next district attorney. Now, it's not official yet because it's such a small margin. There has to be an official uh, tabulation of all the votes, absentee ballots and uh, affidavits. But it is... More than likely, she is the next district attorney of Queens, and she ran a very progressive uh, platform as far as uh, not prosecuting what people consider crimes that are petty, uh, decriminalizing uh, sex workers and other issues. And a lot of people were like, hey, what does this mean for Queens and New York City? It's going to go back to the bad old days. It's going to be like the, the 80s. It's going to be like, you know, the warriors and gangs taking over. And there's always a lot of sort of concern about New York heading back into those days. Because especially people who lived through it. Because there was a time when, you know, the city averaged thousands of murders a week. I mean, excuse me, not thousands of murders a week. That's crazy. Thousands of murders a year. And people thought the city would never be safe. And there were a lot of factors. And people will point here or there or take credit for. And the thing is, there's no definitive answer, really. Uh, yes, policing policies play a role. Uh, so the national economy 
uh, growing and the cities is having to be growing in different ways. Uh, a, a lot of factors played a part in the city becoming what it is they would be have historically low crime rates. That doesn't mean there's still not a little bit of danger. I mentioned this before. When whenever someone from out of town tells me, "Hey, we're gonna go to Central Park tonight," I want really want to slap them or shake them or just be like, "What's wrong with you? You don't go. No one goes to Central Park at night unless you're going to commit crimes. Like, if, like if you were a criminal and I was a criminal and I was suggesting places for you to go do crimes, I'd be like, "Hey, why don't you go to Central Park tonight?" But if you're just going somewhere to hang out in the city, you don't go there at night. Come on, people. So that's, but we have a lot of stuff happening in New York. Also, uh, Pride is Sunday coming up. It'd be the 50th anniversary of one of these sort of seminal events in New York City's history of Stonewall. I think it's going to be like 2 million people at the parade, and it's going to be crazy. And there was another parade last week that I really, really wanted to go to that I didn't make it to. That was the Coney Island Mermaid Parade, which has become probably my favorite cultural event in New York City. But I wasn't able to make it, and I was very upset. And there's nothing, there's no worse feeling when you've been looking forward to something for a long time. Cause like I've been going to Mermaid Parade for almost every year for quite a few years now, and I was like, as soon as it's over, I'm like, I can't wait till next year. And I was really looking forward to this year, and the weather was great this year, and I couldn't go, and I, I felt like a soggy Nathan's hot dog. And you're probably hearing some noise in the background. Construction is taking place nearby. I apologize. Uh, I should have said the Man from New York podcast studios are undergoing serious innovations at this time. But no, that's just some construction going on outside. There's a lot of development, even though there are new rent, uh, huge rent uh, regulation laws passed by uh, New York State. And so, as you know... If you've heard before and you've heard on this podcast too, the rent really is too damn high. And uh, someone asked me last week, I was on a tour. I was giving a tour of someone. Uh, let me give a little promo for myself. I have a tour called Street Art is This Way. It's a tour through downtown New York uh, towards some of the brightest, most vibrant street art murals and all sorts of stuff happening around Soho and Low East Side and so I was getting to her last week, and uh, one of my uh, my guests was like, how do people live here in New York? And I think what she meant was, New York is so much going on, it can be a tough city and it's very expensive. How do people live? And that's a really good question. How do people live? Because I think for many New Yorkers, I think you wake up at least every day, or at least at the end of the day, you're like, how did I get through the day? How did I get through this crowded train that made me... 20 minutes late, even though I left home 45 minutes early. Uh, how did I get to the day when, you know, I went to my job and my job kind of sucks and it doesn't really pay that much money, but I can't, you know, I can't really do it. what I really want to do. I haven't been able to do it yet. Uh, how do you, get, you know, how do you make it? And uh, I don't, I think, how do you make it in New York? It depends on you, the individual. Meaning, you know, maybe you've got a great job in a great industry and you've got a nice place to live, so you are making it. But maybe you're not. Maybe your job is horrible or maybe you live in a horrible place or maybe, you know, you you haven't found anyone. Like, 
the big city for all these people. There's a lot of lonely people who are trying to uh, meet someone. There's you know there's eight million people in the city. There's that old uh, line from the Naked City. There are eight million stories in the Naked City. But there are a lot of those stories of people wishing they had a date, wishing they had some a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But people want both. Uh, so uh, how do you do you make it? I think you make it is you're trying to find those little things of joy within this town that, that give you a little bit of happiness. Uh, some people, it might be uh, the park. It might be Central Park. It might be Washington Square Park. It might be something that just gives you a sense of peace whenever you're there. Or maybe it's going down to Canal Street and, you know, buying a wallet that's supposed to be real leather. But, you know, who knows what it's from, right? But maybe it's going to come out to you finding some bargains that you really like. Maybe it's Harlem. Maybe Harlem gives you joy. Maybe it's 125th Street on a Saturday night. And it's bustling and, uh, you know, sort of that atmosphere. Maybe that's the thing that is giving you uh, sort of a way to make it uh, in the city. Uh, so it could, you know, yeah, in the outer boroughs, so it's Brooklyn, somewhere, you know, maybe it's downtown Brooklyn, or maybe it's uh, Williamsburg on Bedford Avenue. Uh, maybe it's, you know, Queens Boulevard in Long Island City. If you're looking for, you know, either, uh, you know, place to eat or strip club or something. I mean, there's all kinds of places where people find their, their joy in this town. Because that's what we have. We have an abundance of opportunities. Uh, even though it may be hard, even though it may be a grind uh, to it. Uh, speaking of a grind, basketball, the Knicks, free agency. They're trying to sign big people, hopefully. But knowing the Knicks, is not going to happen. Now, I have been a Knicks fan for quite a while. I, I consider myself a recovering Knicks fan because I'm trying to get over the Knicks. I don't want to root for them anymore. I am tired of just getting my hopes up and the embarrassment of losing and all the other stuff. I'm just tired of it. I don't want to be a Knicks fan anymore. I need help. Now, I try to think, should I be a Brooklyn Nets fan, right? Because they're in New York. Uh, Brooklyn is a cultural hotspot epicenter of cool and hip and trendy. And the Nets have a good organization. Maybe I should be a Nets fan, right? But then that seems kind of like, uh, that's like betrayal, right? Then I'm like, I could, maybe I'll be a Lakers fan, right? Because when I was a kid, before I even really was into basketball, I watched the Lakers, Magic Johnson, smiling, doing those little passes behind the back, Showtime, Kareem, Pat Riley in those suits and his hair slicked back like he was in the movie with Michael Douglas or something. I mean, maybe I should be a Lakers fan. I don't know. But then that feels like, uh, I'd be, I, know, I, I guess I got to stay with the Knicks, right? Even though, I don't know. It's really, really hard. Speaking of sports, I don't know why we're talking about sports. The Yankees and the Red Sox are playing in London this weekend. The UK, England, Great Britain. That should be interesting. Now, we think United States politics is all messed up, and it is. But the UK, man, Great Britain is going to do their own thing with Brexit, and then who's going to be the next prime minister, and what's going on. And I'm really concerned because, like I said, I've never been there, but I've always had sort of an affinity for the UK. Ever since I was a little kid, maybe it was that London Bridge song. There's a real, a real, real hot track back in the day when you were a little kid. But anyway, the UK, 
how everything works out. But uh, like I said, you know, they have their own problems going on. In fact, the entire planet, if you look at what's happening in almost every country, uh, from Great Britain to Turkey to, uh, I don't know, Egypt, Germany, there they seems to be political upheaval in almost every country happening around the world. The planet is cranky. Now, why is that? Now, I don't, wanna, I don't mean to get too space agey or metaphysical on you, but it, it, could it be a spiritual thing? Maybe there's like, maybe, I don't know, the restless spirit of the earth or the restless spirit of mankind, collective consciousness. I don't know. I've been doing a lot of like sort of reading uh, lately about like, you know, meditation and mindfulness. And I always wonder when every time there seems to be these trends of like everything ha happening around the world seems to be going wrong at the same time. You're like, is that something bigger than this politics? Is it something like within the soul that is happening uh, to us? And, and you hope that we, you know, you think in this age with all the things we've accomplished on this planet as human beings, right? From the printing press to going to the moon to mobile phones to microwave popcorn to you know cookie dough ice cream all these amazing things we have accomplished that you think we would be on the precipice of too much peace right you would hope we'd be like oh man things are so peaceful why can't we fight why can't we have a war instead it always seems like we're on the edge of conflict of war of people being hurt of people Cruelty being inflicted on the innocent. I mean, when are we the human race? When are we gonna get our stuff together? Like, this can't we just cut the nonsense out? Can't we just like try to love each other or like each other and be in peace and everything? And like, it doesn't. I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me if you what border you're crossing, or your orientation, or your color, of your skin, or what nation you were born in. I mean, can't we just kind of celebrate each other? As being on this planet, this miracle of of existence. Like why 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 have we made our lives so damn complicated? In the name of what? In the name of power, money, nationality? Like, ooh, it what does that stuff even mean at the end of the day? I'm sorry for being a little. I'm just a little. Yeah, I'm a little upset. I'm not gonna be sorry. There's a lot of stuff happening, and this really gets me kind of crazy, and. When I'm not thinking about this stuff, I'm trying to find stuff to keep my mind away from it, right? Like watching classic movies. I was watching Dog Day Afternoon uh, last weekend on Turner Classic Movie, The Essentials, which is a, a program that they've been doing for years where the host, this particular this uh, season, Ben Mankiewicz, and Ava DuVernay, you know her from, from uh, Selma and from the uh, Netflix show When They See Us. Uh, she actually retweeted one of my tweets, which was kind of pretty cool. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon, of course. Al Pacino, Sidney Lumet, 70s, gritty New York, based on the true story of this bank robbery went wrong. Uh, but really captures that energy of the time uh, of New York City. And, uh, you know, it's, I love movies like that. I love how, the, I just love the look of the city back then. Uh, I love the style of dress, like. The 70s, like, even when you would dress bad, you still look kind of cool. Like, even, 
you know, the fashion, like, you know, it just seemed like everyone dressed with just sort of a purpose. It's not like now when, like, everyone's just sometimes walking outside with their pajamas on for everything. Or don't, I bet I get started on that. But you know what I mean. But I try to find, a, like, but I was talking about movies, right? You find movies to, 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 as an escapism, to give you sort of appreciation of life also. And I was also watching a movie last night that I had never seen before called The Female Animal. Which I know is not that kind of movie. Okay, get get your dirty minds right. The Female Animal stars the legendary Hedy Lamarr, one of the classic film beauties. Also responsible for creating the technology of that was the basis for Wi-Fi. So one of the reasons why you can hear me talk about Hale Lamar right now is because I'm recording this through devices on the internet that's going to be using Wi-Fi. So, but it's about a, an aging Hollywood actress who falls in love with this young guy who's up and coming actor. He, he kind of becomes her her boy toy, and he doesn't like that. And I don't know, like, if some, if, I, I I would accept an offer to be someone's boy toy. You know, I don't know what's wrong with that. But anyway. But he gets involved with her daughter, and it's, you know, it's one of those melodramas, and I made a mention when I was watching it, it has one of those music scores where you're like, okay, what's happening? Someone's going to fall in love, or someone's going to get killed, and it's one of those things, but movies is one of the reasons, one of the ways where I like, not only escape, but movies make me think about life about people, about, you know, what's meaningful uh, in this life. So, you know, wait, you know what? I got to complain about something. Canopy, if you know what Canopy is, Canopy is a streaming service that you get free through your public library. Now, here in New York, no more Canopy at the end of the month. I guess the prices, the the fees are too much for the, the public libraries in New York. That's the New York Public Library, the Brooklyn Library, also I believe the Queens Library would not be offering Canopy to any of their customers anymore. Which is really sad because they have a lot of good stuff, a lot of independent film, also some um, movies that were major releases over the years, also a lot of great documentaries. If you haven't seen uh, some of the stuff, like stuff you never may have heard of, and may even looked for, but you'll find it. And I watched one a couple weeks ago on Canopy called New Yorkers. It was about a slice of life. It was taking place in the 1970s. It's about people living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And it was just like a half an hour documentary of these people. And it was just cool seeing... Uh, not a fictional depiction like I was talking about Dog of the Afternoon, but just real life uh, documentation of people living their lives. And, you know, and things were simpler back then, but there were also other problems. And I, I think sometimes, yes, we romanticize the past, uh, sometimes too much. I'm probably just as guilty of that as anyone else. But sometimes the past is more, is, is a lot simpler. It's just because. Uh, you know, we didn't think about things as much because we wouldn't have so much access to information. We didn't have these little devices on us that kept us connected 24-7. We could actually get lost. Like, there were ways where people couldn't find you. Like, you could just go out the whole day 
and no one knew where you were or what you were doing. Had no way of contacting you really. Uh, you you're old enough. You may remember calling someone's house and be like, "Hey, so and so there," and they're like, "No." Be like, "Well, tell them I'll call back like in three hours or, or something," because you were trying to time out where someone would, could be. Or they said you were meeting someone, and you'd be like, "Okay, meet me at such and such at two thirty," and you know you had to be there around that time because there was no way of contacting them because they didn't. There was no mobile phone. Maybe someone had a pager, you know, which was a really popular thing back like in the eighties to the early nineties. Even though, if you were like, if you had a pager, but like if you were like a, if you were like a young black kid and had a pager, people automatically assumed you were a drug dealer. Cause that's only people. That's a, that's like the first people who really had them. Like in certain neighborhoods, were like, cause they were you know they had to conduct business. They needed uh, to have some contact, right? So people always assume, you know. But now it's like everyone can get in touch with you. Little kids, kids in preschool got cell phones, and you know, I don't, I don't know who they're text messaging, you know, Santa Claus or somebody. I don't know. But we are so connected. But sometimes it's good to be lost a little bit, uh, not to be to have the ability to be located. Uh, add a little bit, adds a little bit of mystery to life, not knowing everything, of knowing what's happening. You know. So this is a couple of my thoughts on a whole bunch of things. Thank you for listening. You can find me on Twitter with the handle at Glenn Price Man. That's Glenn with two ends, Price Man with two ends. Also with that same handle, we can find me on Instagram, Glenn with two ends, Price Man with two ends at Glenn Price Man. Thank you for listening, Man from New York. <laughs>